you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, out with the old and in with the new, a trio of young quarterbacks put up video game style numbers on Sunday. Are Luck, Foles, and Kirk Cousins the future of fantasy quarterbacks? We'll try to answer that question. Plus, three Sundays into the season and no improvements are in sight for these struggling stars. Is it time to cut ties with some of your top draft picks? We'll tell you coming up. And strike up that band. That helps no one. Rides again in a big way in week three. Warm up those vocal cords, folks. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, the most watched fantasy football program on planet Earth. James Coe here alongside Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano, Molly Karam, and Adam Rank will join us in just a moment. Remember to follow us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. And another week, another large cachet of injuries to talk about as well. Especially at the tight end position, which is becoming very, very thin right now. But first, we'll start about quarter. We'll start at quarterback. We've got our first quarterback change of 2014. Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Gus Bradley announced after Sunday's game that Blake Bortles will replace Chad Henney as the team starter. This, after saying Bortles was likely to sit and learn for his entire Rookie campaign. Yeah, that didn't last too long when Chad Henney's your quarterback. Uh, yeah, so what's the fantasy impact of this decision? I actually like Bortles. Uh, he still has more value in dynasty leagues, but as a guy that you can plug and play based on a matchup, I, I wouldn't completely go against him being a waiver wire addition. Especially when you have six teams on a bye coming up. There's a lot of talent here. Yes. I think the Jaguars offense will be better with Bortles than it was with Henny. Significantly better. Uh, can you talk about the impact it may have on guys like Toby Gerhardt, Alan Hearns, or even Marquise Lee? Well, the wide receivers are definitely going to see an uptick in value. We saw Alan Robinson have mm-hmm. a good game. Cecil sure. Shorts had a good game. Uh, and we also saw the kid Hearns score a touchdown and score 12 fantasy points in the contest. So 
Definitely an improvement there in the passing game. The running game, maybe. I'm still not sold on Toby Gerhardt. He just has not looked good. All right, we'll have much more news from Sunday's action in just a moment. But first, let's get you caught up on Monday Night Football. We're talking Bears and Jets. Oh, yes, we are, James. Thank you kindly. Molly Karam here with Adam Rankin. It's a tale of two cities here. Chicago has a bundle of fantasy studs, while New York pretty much a one-man band <laughs> for fantasy owners. Let's start in the shy, my friend. What do you think of this matchup? Jay Cutler against this poor pasty. I really like this matchup for Jay Cutler. He was pretty good on Sunday night. Of course, it took him a little bit of time to get going. He got that big hit going, you know, right there at the end of the first quarter. Then, boom, four touchdowns. So, I expect a lot of the similar type of production against the Jets who have allowed the second most points the fantasy quarterbacks heading into week two and dare I say it, I don't want to give him this moniker mm. but Jay's kind of been Mr. Monday night and I would I would sit here and rattle off the stats but I don't I don't want to jinx them you'll see it look they're just floating across <laughs> right there so I don't want to say too much and jinx them but I really like this matchup so if you're starting him tonight hey hey rank I need X amount of points, he's going to get it. Yeah, a weak pass D as well, as we just mentioned, for the Jets. But their run D, very good. Very strong. But uh, it's Matt Forte, so it's Matt Forte. And that's the big thing, is that Matt Forte is such an uh, integral, integral part. Like, I'll get it out. Don't worry. Uh, he's such a big part of this mm -hmm. offense that he is going to make his impact as a receiver. Heading in after two weeks, nobody had more receptions out of the backfield than Forte. So I feel very confident that the Bears are going to be looking for him. They're going to dial up plays for him, especially with Marshall and Jeffrey nursing some injuries. They need a bigger performance this week from Forte, and they're going to get it. All right, let's get to uh, Brandon Marshall. He was hurt last week, but he still lit it up. Dude was a beast. Are you concerned at all this week he should play? Not in the least. Mar Brandon Marshall, you could put him in one of those hyperbaric chambers like they did with <laughs> Austin Powers. I don't know. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that movie. Yes, but, okay. I am. He, it doesn't matter because him and, him and Cutler have the best chemistry of any quarterback and wide receiver in the NFL, so he doesn't need to practice. That ankle injury obviously didn't slow him up too much because he's doing stuff like this against the 49ers, which is a pretty good defense. Yeah. So going up against a defense that on paper isn't as good, mm -hmm. you figure he, he should, should go out and have matchup. another. Yeah, he should have another great night. So again, if you're looking for huge points from Brandon Marshall, you know what? Go ahead and pencil it in. All right. You know what? Ink it in. All right. Speaking of inking it in, let's uh, take a look at your projections here, my friend. Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, he struggled, though, last week. He did a little bit. That's the one thing that concerns me because he didn't look like himself. He had a couple of receptions, but, you know, getting off the ball and everything like that, that's where it's really starting to hurt him. That's I'm a little bit more concerned. I was very generous for him. I don't want to mm -hmm. bum anybody out who's actually starting Alshon Jeffrey like me. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the part of the program where I'm, like, a little bit more optimistic. But it's still he, – he still has the ability – to go up and get the football. The injury did look a little concerning for him last yeah. week, though. So far less uh, for fantasy owners looking forward to the Jets' sideline of things, with the exception of CJ2K, though, because the Bears yeah. can't stop the run. No, they've been very bad against the run, even dating back to last season. And Chris Johnson is somebody I don't understand a lot of this because he is the most maligned top 10 fantasy running back that I can ever remember. And he was very poor against the Packers in week two. So that allowed all the haters to come out and be like, we told you this guy wasn't very good. You know what I mean? But listen, here's the thing about Chris Johnson is that, again, he is somebody they're going to have to get involved in the offense. There are not a lot of offensive superstars there in New York right now. 
So they got to use him. And Rex Ryan and that offense, they're committed to finding ways to get him the football. They didn't do it necessarily in week two, and it's going to be frustrating for fantasy owners because there's going to be some weeks where he's not good. But this this night, he will be fine. Real quick, let me be stat girl. Chicago gives us 160 rush points a game. Eric Decker, game time decision with that hamstring. Hamstring injuries are concerning there, Adam. That's the thing. It's the same thing with Alshon Jeffrey. It's how much, how good are they going to be able to get off the ball? You look at his burst right there, moving past the defenders. That looked very good until he got hurt at the end of the game. So you're looking for him to still make an impact as long as he's playing, as long as he's open near the goal line. And that's what I'm doing. I, I got him for just 38 receiving yards, but he catches a touchdown. Chris Ivory, another guy, too, that's sneakily very good in fantasy. Again, he could come in and, and exploit this matchup, too. But I believe the overcorrection is coming for Chris Johnson this week. The Jets give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah, that's mm. huge. That's huge for Marshall, and that's huge for Alshon, too. This is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. All right, that's our Monday night preview for week three. Be sure to check out NFL Fantasy Live again tonight, 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here, NFL Network, as we recap the fantasy news and highlights from the Bears and Jets. And for now, we send it back to our guys, James and Fabs, with more week three headlines. Fellas. All right, our top headlines for the day. And we'll start by taking a look at our top fantasy performers from week three. Injuries, rather. Notable injuries from Sunday. And we'll a lot there. of them. Yes, Jonathan Stewart absolutely. is not going to play in week four. We already know that. This is a mess at the tight end position with Dennis Pittett and Kyle Rudolph. People are going to be searching for answers off the waiver wire. And you see Danny Woodhead there as well. Uh, you know, San Diego. Had a litany of running backs coming into the season. It was supposed to be a strength for that team. Ends up now being perhaps a weakness because they're very, very thin there. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport reports Chargers running back Danny Woodhead suffered injuries to his leg and ankle in Sunday's win over the Bills. Rappaport says the team fears it's a broken fibula for Woodhead, which could end his season. This literally one week after the Chargers lost Ryan Matthews for about another month with an MCL sprain. Donald Brown is now your lone charger running back left standing, Fabs. And he should be owned in all fantasy leagues. And right now, if you need a running back, he is readily available on the waiver wire on NFL.com. Now, he doesn't have the talent level as Ryan Matthews, so don't expect him to come in and be in high-end RB2. But he is certainly a flex starter based on volume alone. He almost had 40 touches against the Bills. He didn't do much with them, but at least he's getting those touches. And right now, unless they sign a veteran running back to come in and help Donald Brown, he's the guy there. I think even if they do sign, uh, look, the Bills front four, very, very tough. If he gets 40 touches again, I think he will be much more productive. But again, he's got to be universally owned and in those fantasy leagues. they're playing the Jags coming up. No That's doubt. That's a good matchup. All right, let's talk about Dennis Pitta. This one, uh, a little bit of breaking news here. The Ravens' tight end was carted off the field Sunday, and a source told Ian Rappaport Pitta dislocated his right hip and shame. may have fractured it as well. If that's the case, it would be the exact same injury he suffered last season. A tough injury for Dennis Pitta. Uh, if you're a Dennis Pitta owner, uh, where do you go from here? Honestly, there are some there's some tight ends out there on the waiver wire you can pick up. Niles Paul, Owen Daniels, his teammate in Baltimore. Delaney Walker still available in a bunch of leagues. Travis Kelsey could be someone to pick up. Dwayne Allen's another guy. Uh, but Pitta, it's a shame because I really thought he would have a breakout season. And it's tough that he had this injury. We wish Dennis Pitta the best. Uh, when he's healthy, when he's right, he's one of the best tight ends in the game. Very uh, good. Yes, very good catching the ball. Also pretty good on the offensive line as well. All right. NFL Media's Albert Breer reports that Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph requires surgery for a sports hernia 
and is expected to miss about six weeks. The next man up for the Vikings, a kid out of USC, his name is Rhett Ellison. I'm assuming uh, Rhett will not be uh, a guy that you're going to be rushing to the waiver wire for, but how does it impact you know, your uh, tight end situation if you do have a guy like Kyle Rudolph? I have him in one of my 11 leagues, and I have to go out and pick up one of the guys I just mentioned. Again, Travis Kelsey is going to be on the waiver wire. I love Dwayne Allen. He's a very good pickup, but this position has become unbelievably thin right now. Hmm. Remember, we lost Tony Gonzalez to retirement. Yes. Now you come into this season, you've got Graham Gronkowski, Julius Thomas. Greg Olson's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Vernon Davis is banged up. He didn't play last week. And now you've got two more tight ends who have gone down. Charles Clay was a top 10 tight end last year. He's disappeared, so it's been a very rough season for fantasy owners when it comes to that position. I think if you're in the top five, you've been okay. Uh, Antonio Gates is in that mix as well, but if you're in that bottom I would have sold high on him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Niles Paul is another name that will be uh, very popular as well. All right, more from Minnesota. Vikings quarterback Matt Castle carted off Sunday with fractured bones in his foot. He's out for the foreseeable future. Timetable unknown. After the injury, though, the Vikings went with their rookie signal caller, Teddy Bridgewater. Fabs, uh, what does this mean for guys like Cordero Patterson or Matt Asiata or, heck, even for Bridgewater himself? Is he a guy you can pick up in a spot start? Again, when you have six teams on a bye, uh, I don't put anything past fantasy owners, especially if you're in a deeper league. And I'm not going to be the guy who comes out and says, Bridgewater's got no chance to make an impact. He has no experience. We've seen guys come in and do well early on in their careers in the National Football League at the quarterback position, especially over the last five to ten years. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm not going to pick him up and start him in week four, but I will definitely have my eye on Teddy Bridgewater because this is a guy who's got upside. Uh, In terms of Cordero Patterson, does this impact his value? It doesn't. I I would like to see Patterson do a little bit more as a receiver. Sure. I don't think it hurts his value, though. All right, coming up, we're helping you think like a fantasy expert. We'll look back at our week of fantasy predictions and tell you how we got them right and how you can do the same next week. Plus, we'll recap Sunday's biggest fantasy performances, the young Bucks making a splash on the fantasy scene, who's graduated to a starting spot. We'll break it down next. Puts him up, puts it right where it needs to be. Throws to the end zone, and it's caught. Pass is caught inside the 20. That's Macklin. Finds a wide open Macklin. And just a brilliant throw and catch by Foles and Macklin. That's as good a catch as you're going to see in this league. He's got a man. Touchdown, Philly. And the pump fake to the end zone again. It is Surprises this Sunday, as always. This is a good list to be on, gentlemen, if you have any of these guys. Sunday's top performers, Andrew Luck, no surprise with that one. Kirk Cousins, great for another straight week. Nick Foles, getting into the mix there. Marshawn Lynch. And how about Rashad Jennings? Hey, now. Huge game for him. Right. Let's get into some of these people. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And we're going to go through the top performers. And let's begin with Andrew Luck. Now, he had a huge game against Jacksonville. 
But I want to point out, it's not just against Jacksonville because he has the most fantasy points among quarterbacks all season. I was just going to say that. Number one quarterback in fantasy, Peyton Manning, no. Aaron Rodgers, no. Drew Brees, eh -eh. It's Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. And he has been absolutely tremendous for fantasy owners and for the Colts. Uh, big game against the Jaguars. 32.3 fantasy points, 30-plus pass attempts in each of his last 14 games, and he plays the Titans in Week 4, and dare I say it, I can't even put him in start him and sit in me, or he's just too <laughs> obvious to play. He is a must-start across the Guess board. Guess what? That's my quarterback. That is your quarterback. Like T.O. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, Rashad Jennings. Uh, the Giants have a running game, and he's, uh, he's leading the pack. Yeah, we alluded to it just a moment ago, but the amazing thing that stands out to me is what you see right there is the 34 rushing attempts against the Texans and this was one of those defenses that you looked at especially when you're lining up your DST as, as somebody who you want to play you want to go against the Giants but their run game as Mike said earlier in the week is pretty vulnerable and you can get some good points against them and that's exactly what they did they limited Eli's opportunities and they just fed the ball almost exclusively to Jennings and he's got Williams behind him too and he's he's a non-factor which is the best part yeah the Giants have to be happy about picking him up let's move on here to Jeremy Macklin Fabs and at first when I was looking at this name I was saying really because there's so many guys in that offense but he's had a TD every week in 10 plus targets he's been unreal and you look at Deshaun Jackson now gone with the Washington Redskins and Macklin comes in fills that role and is filling it unbelievably well uh, five catches or excuse me uh uh, eight catches, 154 yards, and a touchdown against the Skins. Ten targets in every game this season, and he clearly has a very good rapport with Nick Foles. Uh, next week, going up against the 49ers, at this point it doesn't matter. Jeremy Macklin's become a must-start in this Chip Kelly offense. Adam, we've talked a lot about Kirk Cousins, owned in just 20% of leagues. At this that, point, that's gonna change. you got to have him over Tom Brady, a Abs guy like oh, that. Absolutely, and the, the great thing about it, too, is that historically, Washington quarterbacks have not played well in Philadelphia, and Cousins went out and smashed that. And what's interesting to note here is when you think about Jay Gruden, a couple of years ago, the Bengals were all set to draft Colin Kaepernick. Jay Gruden talked him out of it because he wanted Andy Dalton, who was known for his accuracy at TCU. Well, now when you look at somebody like Kirk Cousins, very similar to Andy Dalton in that accuracy is a huge part of his game. So it feels like Cousin is the best fit for Jay Gruden's offense, so I would be, I, I would feel very comfortable with him, especially over Tom. I know you got to, you got to hit Tom Brady while he's down. Yeah. I know you, but. He is a great pickup. Yeah, but but um, 27 points. But, no, you're right. The pure pocket passer is really more ideal for a, for a Jay Gruden offense. So it seems to be uh, working out nicely. Let's move on now to the top performers. We're going to go 11 through 20 and highlight some of these guys. Pierre Garçon. Some surprising names. Drew Brees. Drew Stanton. On this list. And I was uh, covering that Not game. Not Joe How McKnight because we, we called yeah, that Yeah, we called one. that one, yeah. If you were watching NFL Fantasy Live, we called mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Philip Rivers. Maybe that one's not. Not too surprising. <laughs> In the bizarre Joe, Joe, Joe McKnight. You guys, you, that we, was he nailed that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's no. the one you called? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. We're All teasing. right, let's move on, and let's go to uh, Phillip Rivers. It was a, a West Coast team going going to the Bills, and it was an early game. And playing in that 10 a.m. game, Pacific and, time, of and, course. And uh, he killed it. Yeah, he was great. And you know what? I learned my lesson last week with Phillip Rivers. Benched him against the Seahawks at home. You know, probably shouldn't have done that. And I said, you know what? I am not benching Phillip Rivers. I might even play him during his bye week because I'm so <laughs> scarred by this. But you know what? He's he's a great quarterback. And, you, you know, Ken Wisenhunt left, and there was a couple of concerns that perhaps Ken Wisenhunt had a big part of Phillip's success last year. But now it really just looks like it's Mike McCoy. It's Mike McCoy's offense. And the, and the scary part, too, is that he hasn't even gotten Keenan Allen involved yet. Mm -hmm. He's going to be. At some point, Keenan Allen will be involved in this offense. But he's doing it without him right now. 
I love Philip Rivers the rest of the year. I feel comfortable. I'm starting. I'm not even going to question it. Yeah, we'll get into this more, but guys like Romo Rogers, we're not seeing what we expected. Right. Then Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers stepping up, maybe a changing of the guards. So it's what, interesting. What's interesting with him is that he's throwing well when you push him out of the pocket. One of the big problems with Phillips for so many years, and Matt Ryan was the same way, is when you got him out of the pocket, mm -hmm. they were wild, but they've been doing that. They've been playing so well that way this year. And it's, it's working smoothly. So we've talked a bit about the young quarterbacks who start on Sunday, but we also saw the rookie wideouts hauling some major fantasy points as well starting with the Eagles Jordan Matthews Fabs he's uh he's getting the job done uh yeah we saw this one coming too right <laughs> I, I said start Jeremy Macklin but I didn't mention Jordan Matthews in this contest and he had a great game eight catches a pair of touchdowns the problem with these rookie wide receivers though it's inconsistency we saw Brandon Cooks have a good game in week one Kelvin Benjamin had a good game in week one week two they disappear Sammy Watkins has a good game in week two. In week three, he disappears. And now Jordan Matthews is having a good game. So don't pick up these guys with the thought of, oh, I'm starting them week in and week out in most cases. But Matthews certainly deserves to be rostered in most fantasy leagues right now. A good spot start. All right, I talked to John Brown, the uh, young rookie receiver, after the game and three TDs through the season. And he said it doesn't matter if it's Drew Stanton or Carson Palmer. Yeah, he's played well with both of them. And, you know, when you look at John, again, it, it goes back to what Mike was just saying about the inconsistency is that everybody's going to go and grab John Brown and be excited. The Cardinals are going to be on a bye week, so they'll be off. So you can't play him this week. And then week five, you'll probably rush him into your lineup. He won't do anything. You'll be tempted to drop him. But look, you're going to have the ups and downs with these guys. But, but Brown has really established himself back in the preseason. This isn't a fluke. This isn't something that just came out of nowhere because they were talking about him all year. Moving on, uh, Kelvin Benjamin here. Cam wasn't looking amazing, but Kelvin Benjamin is still his number one guy. This kid's good, and I was 100% wrong about him. I thought it was going to take a year before he made an impact, and he has done extremely well. Two good games in his first three from a fantasy perspective. Now, again, I still say the same rules apply. Inconsistency is something you have to expect from Benjamin, but the thing that he has going for him that some of these other guys don't, he is the number one guy there. Besides Greg Olson, he is the number one target in this pass attack, and he's so big and he's so physical, it's hard for a lot of these cornerbacks who are smaller to cover him, especially in the red zone. So he needs to be rostered in all fantasy leagues. For the whole season. I'm not saying Absolutely. you start him every week. No. But right now, he's moving up into that wide receiver three range. Exactly, if it's a good matchup play. And I just want to go back really quick to the John Brown. I spoke to Carson Palmer also after, and he said he'll be back in two weeks. So okay. I don't know about Drew Stanton moving forward if uh, – He's going to be that great of a play. Two weeks you got. And one's a bye. So still to come, a handful of the game's biggest fantasy studs seem to lose their mojo on Sunday. Never are the monsters to blame. Maybe not, but we'll tell you who you need to worry about going forward. Plus, if your first-round pick isn't pulling his weight in fantasy, you are not alone. But the schedule might be your new best friend. Find out who's going to turn it around when NFL Fantasy Live continues. With NFL Now, you can watch the latest news and highlights of your favorite teams on all your devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. All right, every week you can catch Fabs and Rank and the rest of our fantasy gang right on your favorite connected device with NFL Now. It's a great app. you got to get it. This week, you guys uh, both made some pretty solid predictions. Uh, but how can fantasy owners learn from the best? You know how they can do it? you got to download that app. Download it. <laughs> to think like a fantasy analyst, and uh, we're going to tell you folks at home how. We call it Now You Know. Here's what Fab said last week about Giants running back Rashad Jennings. 
If you drafted Rashad Jennings somewhere in the fifth or sixth round, so far he has done very well for your fantasy football team. He's been a top 20 running back based on fantasy points, and I really like him this week playing against the Houston Texans. He is really the only member of the New York Giants that you can trust from a fantasy football perspective. He will continue to see touches. He'll see goal line work. He's a great receiver out of the backfield, and right now he's a very solid RB2 for your fantasy football team. You know what they say about the, uh, ball, the blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while? Rashad Jennings has been a favorite of mine ever since he went to New York because he has no competition for carries there. Andre Williams has fallen way down to the second spot on that depth chart. And as long as he continues to put up numbers like this, Rashad Jennings is a must-start. Dare I say, he's been better than Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy so far this year. It's been crazy. Hey, listen, uh, I mean, it's not just the luck factor. I know you're being facetious here, but here's the thing. You brought up a great point about the Texans' rush defense last week, and it held firm. Talk to us about it. They have really struggled, and the Texans' defense, overall, from a fantasy standpoint, they've actually been pretty good, although right. not against the Giants. But against the run, no bueno. Uh, this is a team that you can run the football against. Mm. We've seen that over the first three weeks of 2014. Good stuff there. All right, Adam Rank yes, sir. has been driving the Terrence West hype machine <laughs> all preseason, and he did it again, again on NFL Now. Take a listen. What's up, fantasy people? I'm Adam Rank, and I understand injuries and other circumstances have hurt you at the running back position, but I have a solution. However, to get there, you have to pass on through the danger zone. And we go to Cleveland and my guy, Terrence West. I've been a huge fan of his all summer. And now that he's got a chance to be the number one guy in C-Town, there is no way I am going to leave him on my bench. Yeah, Terrence, as you said, you know, this is somebody we've all been pretty high on him. He kind of jumped off the page at the Combine, figured he was going to get into the mix in Cleveland at some point this season. Of course, when Ben Tate went down with an injury, we went and started with Terrence West. We all probably had him rostered on our teams anyway, so we started him. And it was a tougher matchup against the Ravens, but the Browns are a little bit better than people are expecting. And if you look at it, his his touches, great. Scrimmage yards, doing pretty good. He's getting some looks near the goal line. He's not giving away too much to Isaiah Crowell, but it's clearly a two-back system right now with Ben Tate out of there. But you know what? Sometimes you got to take a risk in fantasy, and that's why I call it the danger zone. It's 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 not doing the safest thing. Like some safe is fine if you want to. You got to. I go high or low. Like I go. You know what? I, I don't play in the middle. Uh, the fact I, the, the fact of the matter is the camera turn. The was, camera was, turn. was fabulous. Thank you. It, it's good. hard to master. Good stuff. Try to do it right now. Come on. Go turn. The danger zone. <laughs> Solid. All right, for more <laughs> expert fantasy predictions and danger zone predictions as well, you can find it throughout the week. And for more fantasy coverage, custom fit for your fantasy team, visit NFL.com slash now. Guys, when can fans catch you on NFL Now this week? Every day except for Monday. You're a busy man. I am a busy man, yes. yes. And I'm Thursday, Sunday, so the danger zone, it comes out late Thursday night. So, uh, you know, watch your favorite TV shows and then say, you know what? Let's fire up the danger zone and see the risky plays. Who can help me win my league? I like it. And, and, and I think a lot of folks didn't know that NFL Now does have original content like you saw uh, right. there. That's exactly. an exclusive. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, coming up, don't live in the past when it comes to your roster. We have three players you probably spent a very high draft pick on, but our very own Adam Rink says you should consider cutting before week four. And Michael Fabiano takes an early look at the waiver wire. Don't miss out on the week's top pickups. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on.
All right, coming up, what do LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy, and Matthew Stafford have in common? Well, for one thing, they were all outscored by the Chiefs' fourth string running back. Yeah, we're a little frustrated, too. Don't worry about it. And have three bad weeks makes it time to say goodbye to one of your week one starters. We're helping you decide who to drop. Plus, if it's your first round pick that's got you down, we're going to try to build you back up with some advice for week four and beyond. This is NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. All right, Fab's a tough week. A very tough week for a lot of fantasy owners. Uh, a lot of top picks putting up less than stellar numbers on Sunday in a crazy 37-34 to 34 scoring bonanza. LaShawn McCoy and Darren Sproles were held to less than five points. You would points think combined. those two guys would have put up big numbers it's in a high-scoring game, and uh, no, they didn't. Neither one of them. Uh, this is your biggest fantasy disappointments for week three. Frank Gore, just one point uh, after playing pretty well in weeks one and two. On my sit list, though, and Fitzgerald was on my sit list, too, so was Monte Ball. Randall Bad Cobb, 2.9 points. Uh, you see Percy Harvin down there as well. Demarius Thomas, 5.1. That's down. Good. All yes. right. Uh, let's talk about LaShawn McCoy a little bit more in depth, shall we? Uh, people stop. Uh, people got to stop with the hand ring here, I think, right? He's, he's had but one bad game. 21 touches and 22 scrimmage yards. I mean, you give me 21 touches, I'll get 23 for you. <laughs> Maybe Relax, 24. Pal. We'll see what happens. Stop but it. I'm not worried about McCoy, to be quite honest. Perfect fit for the offense. He's going to end up scoring plenty of points for your fantasy team. Keep him in your lineup as you would normally. He'll be fine. Yeah, I can't imagine Jeremy Macklin's going to uh, put up 30 spots every week either. Right. Uh, how about Eddie Lacy? Uh, four points in week one, six in week two, and just two points in week three. Is it All right, a panic? little panic is acceptable here yes. because he drafted him with one of your first five or eight picks, let's put it that way, and he has not produced. Here's the good news. The schedule gets better. He plays yeah. the Bears in week four. They're awful against the run. The Vikings and then the Dolphins, who just got lit up by Niall Davis, so... There is hope on the horizon for Eddie Lacy. I would still buy him right now, Hmm. buying low on Eddie Lacy. If in the next couple of weeks he doesn't turn it around, well, then it's time to pick. Uh, Pick up another running back to replace him. How about we stay in Green Bay? What happened to Aaron Rodgers? Nine points versus Seattle. Okay, that's fine. But then 28 against the Jets, and you think he's back. But then yesterday against Detroit, just 10 points. Again, this is a surprise to me. Uh, Fewer than 190 passing yards in two of his last three games. That are... Those are not good numbers for a guy who was one of the first three quarterbacks drafted in just about every single league. Maybe we're not giving the Lions front seven as much credit as we should because they are very, very strong, especially at home. Rodgers, again, same schedule, obviously, as Lacey. Mm-hmm. Bears coming up, Vikings, Dolphins. So hopefully things are turned around in the next couple of weeks, but Rodgers has not been good. How about Matt Stafford? 30 points in week one, 14 in week two, then just four yesterday, trending downwards. He is, and Stafford typically is really good at home which is why I was so surprised about what he did or didn't do on Sunday. Four touchdowns, four turnovers this year. Four touchdowns, eight turnovers in the last four home games. So he's trending down even at home. He plays the Jets next week, and I will tell you something right now. There's no way I'm sitting Stafford against the men in green. They've been awful against the pass. Uh, You know, again, this kind of goes back to, and you've been a preacher of this, taking a quarterback late uh, in your fantasy draft. This is a guy, Matt Stafford, that went a little bit higher in drafts. Mm-hmm. But as we're seeing now, uh, a lot of fantasy quarterbacks on that waiver wire, Kirk Cousins, uh, even Austin Davis is, is performing admirably. So you got to kind of sort of play the matchups uh, when it does come to your fantasy quarterback. Although, again, I'm with you. As long as you don't have that elite guy, yes. and Rodgers is still elite, Stafford sure. is still up there, you got to wait. You know, press, press the break here. Don't say I'm going to bench this guy automatically. But so far, no bueno. How about C.J. Spiller? 
Uh, were you surprised by his performance? No, because if you look at what Spiller has done at home lately, not good. He has not put up good numbers on his home field. And I've accepted the fact that C.J. Spiller two years ago was an anomaly. Yes. This is what he is, okay? He'll get you a good fantasy point production game maybe once or twice every four weeks. And that's what he is. Fred Jackson is still there. Jackson was the better fantasy running back in week three. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't the better fantasy running back all season long like he was in 2013. Spiller is what he is. He's a flex starter at best, and that's it. Uh, it, Very much a flex starter, and again, very feast or famine for uh, C.J. Spiller. Let's talk about Larry Fitzgerald. This... I'm a little bit surprised, but I, I, look, I know he's got a backup quarterback in there, but he has shown even with bad quarterbacks, he has produced, he has not produced this season. But remember, this is not, this, uh, this isn't a surprise. The last two years, he hasn't posted 1,000 yards. Okay. He had 10 touchdowns last year, which yes. was great. Really inconsistent. And now, going into a year where he needs to produce because the contract is coming up, he hasn't. So those conspiracy theorists out there like his father mm. would say the Cardinals aren't getting the ball enough. I don't know if I subscribe to all of that, but... The bottom line here is that Larry Fitzgerald is not the same wide receiver, the same elite fantasy receiver we knew probably three or four years ago. He is a matchup-based guy at this point. Larry Fitz, a Wiley veteran, Keenan Allen, a second-year guy. Uh, We saw him do very well in his rookie campaign. Hasn't really lived up to billing in year number two. And Rivers is looking for Antonio Gates, although he had a bad game. Darius Green, Malcolm Floyd is healthy now. So Keenan Allen is no longer his only option. Last year it was really Keenan Allen one, Keenan Allen two. Now there are other options for Phillip Rivers in that passing game. And, boy, he's reminding me a lot of Michael Clayton. You remember Michael Clayton from the Buccaneers? Huge rookie year, was great. Sophomore season, went down the tubes and stayed down the tubes for the rest of his career. I'm not saying you're going to bench Keenan Allen week in and week out, but I do not like the way that he has started off his sophomore campaign. That's very interesting. All right, patience, the only answer if you have those players on your roster. But for some players who have overstayed their welcome, on your squad. It's time to groom your lineup. This presented by Head and Shoulders. Thanks, James. Each week we comb through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius Tool to find questions asked by real fans to help groom their lineup. So if you have a question, all you need to do is go to NFL.com slash genius. And this week we're looking at some questions from fans who are wondering who no longer deserves a roster spot. And here is our first question, my friend. Adam, who should I drop? Toby Gerhart, he's the guy in Jacksonville, or Trent Richardson, who seems to not be the guy in Indy? I would drop Trent Richardson. I'm, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not ready to give up on Toby Gerhardt just yet because there's a change coming down there. Blake Bortles is coming in. That offense could be a little bit more dynamic, so I understand it's been a disappointing begin for, for my friends down there in Duval County, but good days are coming. And, they, you know, it's oh, tough. Oh, such an optimist. It's tough to see it when you start off 0-3, but you look, the pieces are starting to come together. Blake Bortles, a guy who went third overall, and it's shown in the preseason that he's a very good quarterback. He's going to come in. He's going to make that offense a little bit more dynamic. Alan Hearns has looked good. So now you're starting to get a little bit more help. And if they have a quarterback that they have to respect, that should open things up for Toby a little bit more. So don't don't give up on him just yet. Next time I have a mental breakdown, I'm going to call you. Please do. So positive. <laughs> Who should I drop, Tom Brady or Josh Gordon? And Josh Gordon's eligible week 12? Right. Somewhere later in the season. Week 11. When, you know, during the fantasy playoffs and everything. But I'm going to drop Tom Brady. And I know, I know, don't take too much enjoyment out of this. Mm. And it's it's a tough decision for me because I I actually did this in my keeper league because back in 1990, yeah, 1998 is when I picked him up out of Michigan. No, (laughs) uh, I had to drop him because I had had Andy Luck just sitting there waiting to be groomed to be my successor there. And it was time to move on. And to be perfectly truthful, Brady has just been 
average this season, if, mm. if, if that's even kind. That, this was that, against the Raiders. That's, yeah, that's my positive outlook. I didn't expect a huge game from them because I thought this game would be a blowout, but this was a close game, and Brady was still struggling. And now you look at some other options. We talked about Kirk Cousins earlier in the show. Yeah. A better option right now. In that offense, somebody up-and-comer, you know, it's great. Brady was good for a mm-hmm. lot of years, and it's it's a name that you're just so familiar with. You don't want to mm-hmm. let him go, but there comes a time where you got to hit that submit yeah. button and let him go Sometimes out to the waiver wire. Sometimes you need wire. better value. can't just be the brand name. It's true. Right? And way to work groom into that. Such a pro. Who <laughs> should I drop, Kendall Wright or Riley Cooper? Seems like there's just so many options in that Eagles offense. Yeah, I'm going to let go of Riley Cooper. There, last year, he had some great value there. There was that game against the Raiders where he was so amazing. We were like, all yeah. right, he's just, Foles is just exclusively. That game, keyword. Just, yeah, you know, he was just looking at him exclusively. But now you look at this Eagles offense, and there are too many guys. And with when you're in a situation where Sproles and McCoy are not getting the looks, the overcorrection comes for those guys. Mm-hmm. They get worked into the offense. Riley Cooper might not have a position because Jordan Matthews is just so much better. He's just a better player. And as he gets more acclimated and into the system, he's going to be great. I mean, when you look at look at the Eagles, if you there's just too many guys. Let Riley Cooper go. Good. I dropped him last, uh, last week there. Perfect. Thank you, Adam. That was Groom Your Lineup presented by Head & Shoulders. Still to come, if you felt like all the touchdowns from Sunday were scored by practice squad nobodies, guess what? You're not alone. We're adding another name to That Helps No One Wall of Fame. That's next. Come on back. Thursday, Eli Manning and the New York football giants take on new starter Kirk Cousins, Alfred Morris, and the Redskins. Football starts here. Giants, Redskins, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. And that game just got a lot more intriguing after this past Sunday. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Another Sunday in the books means another slate of waiver wire targets that fans should be searching for. So we're going to give you some top guys to pick up for week four. And speaking of those Washington Redskins, Kirk Cousins, now the man there in the nation's capital. Big game for the second week in a row, Fabs. You Huge buying game. It? Absolutely. I, I love it. He is a very good fit for this offense that Jay Gruden is running in Washington. And remember, last year, Jay Gruden's offense, well, Andy Dalton was the fifth best quarterback in fantasy football playing under Gruden. So he needs to be picked up in all leagues. I've had him in my waiver wire column two weeks in a row now. He's still owned in only 20% of NFL.com leagues. Pick him up, and if you need a quarterback, start him against those G-men. Hey, now, James, uh, no Bernard Pierce, no Ray, uh, Ray Rice, but we have Lorenzo Talaferro. Yes, Lorenzo Talaferro. Lots of vowels in this man's name. Hey, listen, 91 yards on 18 carries. I'm going to do the math for you. I'm pretty good at math. Five yards per carry for him. Justin Forsett still there. Bernard Pierce still there as well. But Justin Forsett, just 5'8", about 190 pounds. The kid out of Cal seems more of like a change of pace back. This Talaferro kid, absolutely a bruiser. He's going to get a lot of goal line looks as well. So, yes, this is an absolute must-add off the waiver wire. Okay, we go from the kid out of Cal to the kid out of Connecticut. Fabs, no Danny Woodhead, no Ryan Matthews right now, but we do have a Donald Brown sighting. Of course, you had to get in there that he went to UConn, being a UConn graduate yourself. He needs to be owned in all leagues right now, and I know he's available in a ton of leagues on NFL.com. 31 rush attempts against the Buffalo Bills. Of course, he only rushed for 62 yards. What's the math on that, James? Uh, That would be about two yards per carry. Yeah, not so good, but (laughs) it's volume. It's a volume pickup. Molly mentioned Woodhead out, Matthews out. This is the only guy they got unless Danny Thomas is coming back, and I don't see that happening. LT's not coming back? Not to the Chargers. Yikes. All right, good stuff, gentlemen. We'll have even more waiver wire all-stars throughout the week on NFL Fantasy Live. But for now, we send it over to my friend Adam Rankin. His list of players with points that helped absolutely 
No one! Are you ready, Molly? Yes, I'm All ready. Right. Did I'll you hear I up. sold that no fired, one? Um, you're fired up and ready to go. <laughs> Glad you answered the e-bite finally. But that's right. Each week we take a look back at those unheard of, unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker for some curtain jerkers in a segment we like to call That Helps No, no one. one! Let's go to the video. And the Meadowlands, Victor Cruz having a day after we all and I include Marshall Falk in this. We all benched him, but our buddy Larry Donnell is there for the... Wait a minute. That's not him. It's Daniel Fells. Who? Yes, exactly, Daniel Fells. So why don't you give my fantasy team, which is done with an L, a great big... That helps no one! St. Louis, where the home team is yet to throw a touchdown pass. Forget oh. Zach Stacy. Oh. You got Austin Davis in Jared there. Why would you no. give it to your most valuable playmaker when Austin Davis can just laser in the back shoulder fade right there? So forget the Hollywood ending right now, at least for right now, because that, that helps no one. Back to the Meadowlands, the American Dragon under center, looking for Dre Johnson. Andre is Andre. No, yes. Yes. Wait a minute. That's the wrong Johnson. It's Demarius Johnson because oh. why not? This clearly is not best for fantasy football because that helps no one. Moving on to South Beach, Andy Reid not only ignoring his biggest stars. No, no, no. He's ignoring his biggest stars' backups, too, because that. Just as now Davis was on an epic day, Joe McKnight for the first of two touchdown passes for him. It's like somebody somebody drove a a Range Rover because that helps no one. I almost got it out. Let's stay here, Andy (laughs) Reid. Now he's he's vulturing the backup to your starter's backup. There it is, Cyrus Gray. I don't know what he's doing there. If if Billy Ray Cyrus gave us the achy breaky heart, that was the achy breaky. That helps no one. Philadelphia. All right, Darrell Young's already scored because Jay Gruden has decided we can't have nice things. Here comes Freddie. No, of course it's not. It's Roy Halloo. Oh, Roy, you had me at halloo because that that helps no one. New Orleans, Drew Brees looking off a guy we started going to his tight end. No, not that tight end. No, no, no. It's the Idaho State Bengal, Josh Hill. Why did he dunk it? Spend the money and dunk it. You'll watch watch the replay. There's going to be like three guys running around Jimmy Graham and then Hill. The Vikings don't even want to cover him here. Like, nope. Let him go. The photographer won't even take, <laughs> just let him go. The photographer won't even take his picture because that helps no one. Cleveland, a lot of offensive weapons for the Ravens. The Browns cover them, but they let Kyle Juszczyk just run out there. And then he does the little LeBron. That's really? funny, like four years ago. Cle- Cleveland's got LeBron back, and Cleveland is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So strike up the band because that Let's take a look at the guys who helped nobody on Sunday. A lot of big <laughs> names. And Lorenzo Talaferro, excuse me, not started in any leagues. Zero percent. points. He's wow. about the only guy to pick up. Jordan Matthews also worth a waiver wire pickup this week. That's probably about it. Yeah, because the Eagles offense is pretty good. It goes against our rule of not really trusting mm-hmm. rookie receivers too much. But the Eagles offense is so good. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the uh, invite this week. That oh, was pretty fun. Thanks for hanging out. Well, now remember, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag that helps no one mm-hmm. when you see a touchdown that helps no one. All right, and all season long, <laughs> I'm we'll having, having way too much fun. I need to get out. We're going to have it. Well, what's great too is the fans help us choose mm-hmm. who gets to be on the Hall of Fame board right behind me. And now, if I may present the drum roll, please. 
It's Kyle Juszczyk, of course, the Obviously. fullback. Gets into the end zone. Congratulations to you, Kyle. Keith Evans would not be happy with don't you. Don't do that again. Yeah. Full Please back. don't do that again. All right, now we're going to help you decide what to do with the first-round picks who have helped no one when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Don't go away. Well done. That was good. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Take a look at this list here. This is pain and suffering if you are in the fantasy community. It's your entire first round. And just about darn near everybody has underperformed uh, in terms of their positional rankings there. Jamal Charles, second overall in terms of ADP. Look at that big number next to it, 80th. That's rough. That's tough to deal with. Eddie Lacy, fifth, 51st in his positional ranking. And I don't even know if that's going to move up. So it's been, uh, it's been a tough go. Uh, for a lot of the folks in the very first round. Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, and Molly Karam on the far side. Yeah, and speaking of tough go, I have about uh, four of those guys on the board. <laughs> and one of them I got with the second pick, Fabs, is LaShawn McCoy. There's just so many options in this offense. Are you concerned? No, I still think he is the number one option in this offense. And honestly, if there's someone in your league that has LaShawn McCoy and they are freaking out and they want to trade him, Buy low on him right now. Me. Go to your computer <laughs> and make a trade offer for LaShawn McCoy. I'll he is going Niles to be Paul. fine. Awesome. There is so much production to go around in this Eagles offense under Chip Kelly that McCoy is a guy who is going to end up producing very good numbers. Let's take a look at the schedule moving forward, Fabs. And uh, are we liking it? The 49ers haven't been playing as well of late. Rams defense, they That's just gave up a bunch of points to DeMarco Murray. And the Giants defense, sorry, Molly, not so good. Mm, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Let's move on on that subject. And out of Eddie Lacy, another guy. I took him with the second round pick. What's the deal? I thought he was going to be a stud. Prolific offense, a number one running back. You just figured he was going to go out and have a monster season. But really, you know what? It hasn't, it hasn't been there. And no. You looked at this game. Against the Lions in week three was probably the worst. Scott Hansen was sitting in the green room earlier today joking about how Eddie Lacy gave the Lions nine points, once on the fumble and then once with the uh, safety. safety. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? The schedule does get a little bit better for him going forward. He does have the Bears coming up, which have given up a lot of fantasy points to running back so far this season. But you know what? I'm a little concerned about it. I just, I just haven't seen a lot out of him. And so, if I have them, I'm that panicky owner. I'm the one, yeah. If I, if I have any of those guys, I'll trade them. Yeah, but, but to be fair, he did have some concussion issues also, you know, earlier on in the season. Fabs, how about Monty Ball? We thought he was going to be the bell cow there in Denver, but hasn't been doing Three weeks, I'm not worried about it yet. Throw the game in Seattle away. No yeah. one does anything in Seattle as a running back, so. Good point. The good old Legion of Boom. All right, there you go. For Molly, Adam Rank, and Michael Fabiano, I'm James Coe. Tomorrow, we're back with the complete Monday night recap and an early look at our waiver wire favorites. NFL Fantasy Live returns at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.